This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 144 of Tallboy Radio. Now, last time we had Della on, we promised we'd get her back on. I bet you weren't expecting to have her on quite so soon. But we are also joined by her partner in crime, her compadre from the Beer Emporium, Liam. But we'll get to those in a second. First, Gazza, do you want to say hello and tell us a little bit about what it is that you're drinking this week? Yeah, evening, guys. Really enjoyed the last episode Della was on. So really looking forward to, to, to Liam and Della again. Lovely when we have sort of guests on. And... My first beer, I always say if I finish the first and I drink the second, but I always do anyway. So um, that's an ultra fave, North Brewing uh, a Dipper, about 8, 8.5%. Tried that on the podcast, it must have been four or five weeks ago maybe, and loved it. So got another one of them. And then when that goes, I've got a lovely little gnome there, just, just nice and ready. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy having guests on, as I said. Love chatting to new people. Don't know where the conversation is going to go, but we'll we'll find out in about an hour's time, probably. So, indeed, indeed. Right, the beers I've got before we get to our guests are both bought from the Beer Emporium in Sandbach. So the first one, which is the Burnt Mill Brewery Under the Moon Imperial Stout, which is a coffee edition, and that's I tell you what, that's what I'm drinking now, and that one is phenomenal that is a really really smooth beer that was a great recommendation and then the other one i've got after that is the almasti brewing blended barrels and again it's another imperial stout so they come in at 10 percent so as i said bought from the beer emporium in samba it's joined by two of their folks today do you want to say hello and tell us if indeed you guys are drinking any beer tonight Come on, Deli, you've been on before. You can do your bit first, Deli. Well, uh, I've gone a little bit different. I've got Black Iris. There we are. Da-da. A strawberry and basil imperial goes. It is 10%. And it has got quite a colour to it. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, and then after that, they came today, but I wasn't there. <laughs> it's the play brew, and I've got the raspberry and guava fizzy dummy sour wow point um, wow. two. so i thought yeah i'll, I'll do that I, I didn't want anything too heavy tonight it's just me and small people upstairs so uh no three ten percent well actually one's ten percent isn't it oh well <laughs> there, there. <laughs> never mind dave That's there's fine. no school run tomorrow i'll be i'll be fine oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it is it is Right then, guys. I uh, I've, these have both been ordered by Della, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I've started off with the uh, Whisper by Flock Brewery from Canterbury. It says on the back of the can, just like a, a mosaic citrus Simcoe 5.2% DDH pale. And if we get through all of that, I bought the Beak and Third Moon uh, oh. Imperial Stout, 
which tells me to expect flavours of uh, cacao, bourbon, fresh tobacco, desiccated coconut, breakfast pancakes with maple syrup. So uh, I think I'll definitely be getting some way through that tonight with your guys as well. So I think that's a solid lineup by the looks of it. That is a very, very solid lineup. And the, I should say as well, actually, because I bought three beers when I was in there, but as I did say, I may just drink one of them, and I did. And it was an absolute humdinger. The Erebus was it, that no, one. I still not tried that. Still not tried oh, that one. My. I have never had a Imperial Stout so bitter, but it was it was perfect. Literally, nice. it, could, it, it couldn't have been any more bitter, and any any more bitter, and it would have, it it wouldn't have been enjoyable. But it was just right to the very point with that dark sort of. It's a just for the record, guys. It's a fourteen and a half percent raspberry chocolate cake imperial stout. That'll do well, it. Then. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that works. Oh, we just we need some stouts, and I saw them. All three of them went. Just, just gonna buy them. And, <laughs> and hope that nobody questions it. Like, no, that's 40, 40 and a half percent. I just thought, just do it, and then ask forgiveness later. <laughs> while, while, while you're talking, you, you while you're mentioning stouts, I went out last night with a couple of friends. Me, me and the wife went out with a couple of friends. We went into the Titanic Brewery, you know, Bod Ad, who we were in there, and and I didn't, but I thought of you, Ad, because they did the um, the chocolate and vanilla stout, the Titanic one. And I was like. That's definitely Adam's drink. And I was like, do I get one, do I not do it? And I didn't in the end. But I, it, obviously the stout conversation has come up and I know that I'd, you, you, you like stouts and stuff, don't you? So I must admit when I was at the bar ordering, I did think, oh, that's definitely Adam, that is 100%. Well, it, it's a good one, that one. Although it's, I think it's only about 4.5%. So yeah. I, do like, I do like them a little bit stronger. That's so just one, limbering up towards the Imperials, right? Easy, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, that's, that's just it, a, yeah. the nice little aperitif, as they say. You know, yeah, I mean, just yeah, like you know, yeah. and a moose boost, a moose boost, <laughs> a moose boost. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Amused. <laughs> so the first thing we have to mention, anyway, because obviously it's Tallboy Radio, and one of the things yeah. we often get asked on here is it called Tallboy Radio? Because Andy and I are both quite tall. And the answer is no, it isn't. However, like I say, exciting times. We've actually, first time we've had a guest on here that's taller than the both of us, dude. You you know, and I'm not I, talking about Della, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm six foot six, and I have to make sure to keep my elbows tucked in because they seem to be everybody else's head height behind the bar at the very beginning. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to be quite careful with that. And you guys are a bit shorter, but you'll have less chance of banging your head and getting brain damage, which whenever I do it in the cellar, I always just stop to check and go, no, I can still think. No, we're all right on this. <laughs> so um, it comes with its benefits, but also comes with its pitfalls as well, guys. So, well, this is it. This is it. People think, oh, it's it's wonderful being tall, but actually, no, it isn't because it has its drawbacks as well. Especially if you remember the old romping donkey back in the day and places like that. Oh yes, yeah, I, yeah. I remember that place. I, I, sadly, sadly, no longer, no, no longer with us. I think there's a couple of houses on that that old site now. But yeah, I remember going in there. And, I mean, even I had to bend to get into you. You guys would be be horrendous for you guys. I went into the uh, Broken Cross uh, in Rodiza and I was doing a walk down the canal and um, I walked in and every one of the regulars looked at me because I was crouching between the eaves um, and I just said to them, I was, they all looked at me and I said, this pub was built before people were my height, wasn't it? <laughs> so, uh, and I did, I think I managed to get out of there without banging my head that day, so I was particularly proud of that actually. Oh, yeah, I worry about you coming to my house, Liam. I feel like you've got Gandalf. <laughs> it, 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 that's exactly what I thought, especially with those little people running around. You've got Della. That's quite the evocative image, I think. There. All my doors finish about here. <laughs> 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 
I, I walked past a house in uh, Bo Maris and there's a picture of me like knocking on the door and the door literally here and I'm like stood there going in. That was quite that that, that does circulation on Facebook every now and again. That does. <laughs> Well, actually, you say you're worried about Liam coming to your house. I'd be more worried about Gaz. Last time he was, he was on, he was trying to stalk you, wasn't he? Trying to find out your address. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we could give a review. Just so we could yeah. give a review. Wow. Right. Oh, no. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> must, so, must have been that strong beer I was drinking. That's it, that's it. One of the things you mentioned last time, Dalla, um, you mentioned that Liam does it as well. So we, we'll, we'll mention it early before we get onto the beer and put and beer in general. And that's stand-up. So there's something that the two of you have in common. Now, Liam tells me, you know, that your level is, was slightly different to his, but we'll, we'll, I'd like to hear about them both. Well, I did it through uni, mainly because they paid a lot for the amount of time that you were on and you didn't have to actually be funny I mean you could bomb and they'd still give you 40 quid which when you're a student <laughs> that's a lot of money and then in my last year I did it like every every week just to kind of get some money together and I'd do laughing calves and the frog and bucket and just kind of keep keep the money coming in yeah, it was, a, it was a really good time. But then I had kids and it just ruined my confidence. Not that they're like Mingla Merciless. They didn't come out like really undermining me straight away. Like, you know, you've got fat now and stuff like that. There was none of that from my kids. I mean, there is now, but... <laughs> but Liam, I think at work, Liam brings it out of me because I can't, I can't not rise to it. So we end up... <laughs> we end up down paths we didn't think would go down or saying things that you would never say in front of polite conversation uh, polite company and at work as well let's at- remind ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> every now and again you catch yourself you go I'm not going to say that and then Liam will go say it just say it <laughs> <laughs> have you ever got, got up on stage though and absolutely bombed absolutely tanked like nobody's found it in the slightest bit amusing there was one time at the frog and bucket that I I did try a, a joke that was very questionable and I knew it was I knew it wasn't gonna gonna go down well but I just said it anyway and do you know when, when people go ooh and then they laugh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I will, I will remember the the heart stopping moment because it felt like forever between the ooh and then the oh it was actually pretty funny it felt <laughs> like a long long time <laughs> Yeah, and that was the time that my brother and my mum had come to see me as well. <laughs> and, <it was> just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and just after that moment, then did, were you then able to? Did you go into like a, a, a moment of panic and then forget the rest of your set, or was it just like actually, you know, I'm just going to step on? Or was there that like sheer panic that oh my god, this is this could go like one or two ways? I think I just went into a few days, just carried on with the yeah. whole. Often, I was I, honestly, I felt physically sick and then my brother came like came over and said like you've got you've got balls on you (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because the where I was in the lineup was like coming towards the end of the evening and everybody else was on at the time they were from all over the the all over the UK and a lot of them had gone oh Salford's a bit crap isn't it you're like that kind of thing like you're saying it to a crowd of people from Manchester and from Salford yeah like it wasn't pitched very well. So as I'd said, I, I was from Berry Bolton. I think everyone went, oh, all right, okay. 
she's not going to say what shit all we all we live in so it was a little bit of like I felt okay like there was a, a community yeah. there we were already kind of against the rest of the people who had been on so it was all right <laughs> but that moment I, I could it's one of those ones. It's one of those ones where you think about it just before you go to bed. That's exactly right. what I have from the terrible, terrible time. The first time I got up, I've only done it twice, right? So I uh, an open mic nights in Winsford, not comedy open mic nights, music open mic nights, where you've got a guy doing a Bob Dylan track. And then there's a bloke playing a saxophone with a jaunty hat on. And then I got up and, in Winsford and started doing some jokes about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and things like that. And it wasn't, I'd, the first time I got up, I arrogantly thought I'd remember the intelligent things I thought about in the days running up to it. And then when you get up there and there's 35 people looking at you, um, it's you don't even remember a word. There's no words. They've all disappeared. Um, I, I remember I actually have a video of this, which I've hidden because it's that moment at, that I. Right. So I, I I will let you see that, Della. I, if you are one of the few people I would let see that because I know you've been through it yourself. Right. I promise you I'll let you see that. There's one moment where I go, this isn't going well. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even remember saying that and it was just an impulse and I remember having to think like right I left him I went right can we start this again and everyone clapped and let me go again and it went a couple of percent better than that for the following <laughs> uh, what really and then what you said there a guy came up to me afterwards and went like even though I just bombed in front of 40 people basically he went that took some fucking balls that did dude just like, like, <laughs> without him saying that i'd have probably just gonna throw myself in the river around the corner because <laughs> is like nothing you've ever felt before i heard someone say another comedian say it's like professing your love for somebody in public and getting refused right and it's just a kind of thing of all-consuming pain and you can't yeah. even think about anything else for a while but I got up again the week after, and again, it went slightly better than the week before. So <laughs> that was that's the limit of my stand-up experience, basically. Jason Manford compared one, which was like a, a it was actually part of my university course, and he compared it. And on the run-up to it, I was doing a, a radio show at between 12 and 4 in the morning, which was students coming home. And nobody checked what I was doing, so I'd talk a lot of rubbish. But then my lecture for comedy was at like half nine. So I just didn't sleep. And I remember thinking once that having an opal fruit. This goes out. What was it? This was a long time ago. This was a long time ago. I remember thinking if I put an opal fruit in my mouth and then like spit out water, <laughs> thinking like it because it's made to make your mouth water. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, that was funny. And I did that in front of Jason Manford on stage. And I remember thinking, you know what, baby, baby comedy isn't for you. That's the best compliment anyone can give you, though. Oh, God. It was so, so bad. And I, that's like things I think about. And when I think if I ever did go back to doing it, it's that, that, what if, what if I do that again? Like, what if part of me thinks, that's really funny. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and amazing. it's scary. Like at the, I did one for Channel M. Do you remember Channel M? If you remember, they did it. They had a Manchester Channel, Channel M, and it was just basically a lot of like people who was weren't quite good enough to be on actual TV, and they never white balanced the camera, so it was always like really either very dreary or blue. And then they asked me to do like a little comedy 
thing and it was in the cellar of a Delphi house in Salford. It was really bad. And it, that was one of my first ones. And I'd written notes on my hand because I thought that would be a good idea. Uh, and by the time I got up, got up there, they'd all kind of melded because it was under my hand. And I was like, I've written notes, but they're all gone now. And they all started laughing. And I was like, well, A, I'm dyslexic. So I've written notes, so I'm never going to be able to read them again. Um, <laughs> so it's like having a prescription. This means nothing. <laughs> they all laughed. And I was thinking, this is great. Everybody's laughing. And I came away from that one feeling really, really good, but it had gone very badly. So <laughs> that, was a, that, was, that was a bad time, that. That was bad juju. But it did go down well. Notes yeah, today. Okay. Well, I tell you what, you know, we we probably had some episodes like that. See, I mean, a couple, yeah, more than more than a couple of them. We've had quite <laughs> yeah, a few yeah. episodes like that, I think. Most yeah, of, most of them go that most way. Most of them, I think. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, hey, that's mad. Isn't it? Do you reckon you could do stand up, Gaza? I mean, you're a teacher, though. Way. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I teach. Obviously, I've I've gone through the you sort of learn to teach and they sort of give you tricks and hints and tips about standing up in front of people and how you present and how you can target various people in the room and you can pick out various things so but comedy no n- not at all like I the only comedy is like dad gags on Christmas after Christmas the afternoon you know what I mean that that's the extent of my sort of repertoire of gags I mean there's a couple of there's a couple of ones that, that you, you, you should tell just year on year on year on year and the people that come round to our house don't remember you told it last year so you tell it again like next year. Well, they're being it's, polite. They're being polite. Very polite. They are being very polite, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it shit last year and it's going to shit this year and it'll be shit next year as well. So. But no, I, 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 I couldn't. It, it's not the... It, it's not the standing up in front of people. I'm just not very funny. <laughs> and also you've got you've got to bear in mind like it's one of the only things one of the only performance things where you can't really practice it because what no. you think is funny doesn't mean it's going to make anybody laugh on stage and you have yeah, to absolutely. find that out the hard way more often yeah. than not like so you do have to just get up there and try it out and i just yeah. I, I, I i don't think i could hand not not my confidence but i don't think i could handle the feeling of, of standing up there and absolutely tanking and just like standing there and you're going so hot and so red and you're just thinking oh my god like i just need to get off this stage and if there's the, the old sort of stepping crook sort of thing with like the next sort of, you know just waiting for somebody just to sort of, you know get rid of you because you're tanking that badly i don't think i could handle that I, that that i just i just freeze i just stand there and just go like this is going so badly and probably what you said this is, a, this is going really badly i'm really sorry when I was bombing, there's a guy that walked through. It was at the Hive in Winters, which is the old DBs, right? And a guy walked through who, who I grew up with, Anthony West, right? And as he walked through, I went, oh, one of the things I said was, oh, God, Westy, I haven't seen you since I chased you up a tree with dog shit on a stick, right? <laughs> that, was a, that was a genuine thing. I hadn't seen him since we were about 14, and he was up the top of a tree when it was windy, and we just chased him up there with some dog shit, right? And it was genuine, and that got the laugh. And that was, so people laughed at that, and I went, oh, right, you can just say, you can say things. You don't have to say what you've written. And then... Yeah. That way again, it went moderately better. <laughs> so we live and learn, guys. We live and That's learn. it, dog shit on a stick. That's the, <laughs> that's the way forward, that is it. That's the tagline for tonight's episode, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. yeah, we should. In fact, we will. Yeah. So 
for, for, from those heady days then, how did you find yourself then at the Beer Emporium Lane? We heard sort of Della's story last time she was on, but I yourself? That. Yeah, that I think for me, the lockdown chapter is a very important part of the story, but I will go back to the, I will go back to the beginning. Um, I was the wine specialist at Waitrose when I found out that, that there was a cool little beer shop that had opened up in Sandbach from some guys who used to go to Belgium a lot and tried interesting beers. So they started up this little shop unit, which had been in Stoke, I believe. It, it was in Bursland for 12 months first, but they didn't have much footfall. Um, and the guy, Stephen Avoni, started up. They actually from Alsage. You guys have probably, well, at least been at the pub with them, I imagine, because they're mm. still pub enthusiasts. And I was walking over there on my dinner hour to pick up some beers and got chatting to the guys and I think one of the one of the weird thing is I was me and my mate Rob were actually the first people I think to drink on the premises in there because they'd got an on license to serve the bottles and cans that they were selling in. So we turned up on our lunch break and were trying a couple of beers one day and it became a little bit of a drinking hole after that. And when Stephen and Vaughn were looking to retire, I'd offered, I think I did say to him, I'm like, well, if you want to retire, they want to sell the business. Um, but if you don't end up selling it and want to retire, I'll run it for you. Because I've never even poured a pint or worked in a pub before. But at that point, I was getting into a bit of a beer geek and I was home brewing every week as well. So it kind of seemed like a little, like a natural fit. But anyway, they sold the business and some random guy guy from Chapel had bought it and on his first week behind the bar I walked in for a beer and he basically said to me is that I've been told I need to give you a job I was like yeah I think you've been told right so he, we had a quick chat I went to see him at nine o'clock the next day and I had this little wobble where I was I'd been a waitress for 12 years at that point it was a really sturdy job when I say obviously I'd gone through the uh, 2008 economic downturn. I was like, I had this full-time superart job, which with really good benefits and was a little bit reluctant to jump. And when I told my dad, I'm like, nah, I think I'm going to stay put at Waitrose. He goes, you fucking idiot. Like, you've been talking about <laughs> getting, getting something like this for a couple of years and it's just landed on your feet and it's it's on the same, it's where you work already. You're not going to take it. So I ended up jumping and, yeah, Rich, my boss, Rich Jepson, um, he'd worked in telecoms for quite a while. I think he'd been made redundant um, and what to work for himself so with the money that he got he bought our little beer emporium in Sandbach and, and took me on and I think I was very lucky to have this guy that was just let me do what I needed to to try and get all these interesting and amazing beers in and he got some good staff from day one that could help him turn this little place into hopefully a bigger success so I've been yeah I've been there six years now um, I hadn't poured a pint before I started working there basically but that leads me I'm going to jump right to the end of the story because I've been there for so long now, what I need at the beer emporium is someone enthusiastic who's getting into craft beer that hasn't been surrounded by it for so long. Um, so that's hence why Della's little one shift a week turned into, could you fill all those apple boxes on the wall for me and get pegs <laughs> every now and again as well so so yeah it's been i've been very fortunate i've had a, my boss rich is absolutely fantastic he's been through some really tough times with the business and outside of the business and we've all rode through it we've got great staff now and um, it runs itself we are Della said last week we are super lucky to really enjoy going into work and having a laugh with all the customers and the staff um it's just it's a really nice place to be um it's i don't reckon i could go and do a shift in weatherspoons after my <laughs> after my tenure at the beer emporium let me put it that way anyway i think that would definitely be the wrong way around of doing it so but without without good people coming through the door and trying the beer we're just some muppets stood there chatting about it and not really making any money yeah. so it's who walks through the door that's just as important who's behind the bar so it's uh it's a nice little community of really nice people we are very very fortunate so yeah so cheers cheers to the beer emporium indeed indeed i'll raise it i'll raise it yeah, i'll raise it amen to that 
Like I say, I'm, I, I pop in there from time to time. My brother pops in there a fair bit as well. As I, I think, think I know. spoke to your brother probably more than I spoke to you, actually, buying your Attila the Hen and all your big yeah. exotic beers and things like that. So, yeah, he's got he's a, he's, he's a good brother to have, he is, man. He, he, yeah, you know, do you know what I mean? There's, he's got 43 years or so of previous, so you probably say that wasn't the case. But, yeah, he's making <laughs> up for it now. <laughs> I was going to say, I've, I've known him I've known him for a while, and yeah, okay, questionable. But questionable. <laughs> he, has good, he has his good moments. Yeah, but there's any more. Five at least. I tell you what, yeah, he is, he is. He, you know, I shouldn't mock him, really, to be honest. He won't even buy me another beer again. <laughs> does he watch? He does watch, yeah. It's, yeah, he does, yeah, yeah he, he does, does. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. offers yeah. critique every, every single week, bless him. <laughs> But we appreciate that, dude. We do, and I appreciate the beer and, and your your brother dumb, if indeed that is a word. I don't think that it is. But nonetheless, so so yeah, it is it like you say, it is a great little shop. It has a fantastic range of beers. Something I have to ask you this. Something 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 struck me. And I like both your opinions on this particular brewer. Brewdog, that's that's not a beer that's ever available in there. Is that a dirty word I've just used in front of you guys? Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think some gin arrived the other day, and it was brew dog gin. I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, <laughs> right here. Uh huh. Why is it there? <laughs> so, I think there's a very comprehensive podcast actually that if you wanted to know the ins and outs of why I, you know, me as somebody of this persuasion doesn't like brew dog there's a very good podcast on it actually and i'll i'll send you the link for it mm. just just to do with ethics and uh, how they treat their staff and then how later on that developed into some quite poor apologizing i i the, the apologies that i have heard are very much how like my brother apologies it was, it's, it's a lot of like i'm sorry you felt <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, all right. Okay. Uh, it's an apology right. wrapped up in a justification, isn't it? That that that's the problem. Which I get. I, I'm sorry that you felt like that, but we did it for this reason, or we did it, and it's like that's not an apology. That's just you, effectively trying to justify why you did things in the first place. I, I mean, it's funny because one of our well, quite a lot of our podcasts, we went to phase, and we didn't really hope to do this, but we mentioned sort of brood <laughs> quite regularly on quite a lot of our episodes and. Mm-hmm. For, but good and bad, you know, and it was like obviously there was the open letter from all the employees, bad. you know, it was mainly it, bad, it was mainly bad to be fair, yeah. And then obviously, then you look at okay, so then you look at the, the, the regeneration bit, and they're going to plant trees and this, that, and the other, and is that just a pop out for anyway? I'm not going to get into brewery dog again because we, we, we've been there, we've done that, but it, it, it was literally like it wasn't quite every week, but. Yeah, that they did get a bit of a backing off us at, at one point, you know, on our podcast. And and it, it was just, it, I suppose it was just a bit pissed for when it, you, you sort of, this company's come along and then all of a sudden you looked at it and you thought, okay, they're doing really good, they're doing really well. And then this open letter arrived and you're like, really? Like, mm. wow, like, you know, kind of worms click open. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, and I won't say quite, it was Pandora's box and all that, but, but it was, you know, it's like, bloody hell, like, what, what's going on there sort of thing. And, and strangely, we haven't really mentioned him that much 
since up until tonight. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm I've I've still oh I say I'm saying still because there's no way of really getting rid of it. I was a Brewdog shareholder from quite early on. I was taking a bus up to Winsford so I could buy when they first signed on in Morrison's when they were still like little home brewers in a shed somewhere. I was taking a bus up to buy bottles because it was the only beer good beer you could get in a supermarket basically. Yeah. Um and I say I'd, amazing times in the bars and I've been all, all over the place. But then when you when they turned into this huge corporate entity and then you then realize when you look back behind that that there's obviously becoming the biggest food and drinks retailer in the country three years on the bounce take some big business decisions and what you normally find is morals and ethics have been sort of uh, have been reduced as you go through that just to make money and then the whole thing of the culture of the settler and all that it's just horribly messy if there was a way of getting rid of my brew dog share that wasn't going on one day a year to see if any other muppet wants to buy it (laughs) it's not a share it's crowdfunded basically but i gave him 95 quid and got that in free delivery and discount on craft beer in the first 12 months and now i'm just stuck with this fading thing in my pocket going i go into the when i go into the bars it's just all very samey it's basically like a supermarket beer showcase when you go into brew dog now and every city there is one has a better place 30 seconds around the corner so we don't need them anymore it, it, but back in the day independently owned place as well exactly exactly yeah. So, but yeah, they were very, they were absolutely vital in where we are now. But obviously, becoming a big company like that, it's just the, 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 none of that surprised me when I came out. When you hear about so much of it, it was so many problems within it. It was yeah, that's a problem. Like you've yeah, I hope, I hope you enjoy your money, guys. But your name doesn't really mean much anymore. So, yeah. no, it's interesting that, isn't it? They and not only that though, when you think about them, you know, they market themselves as craft brewers, but like you say, they are an absolute behemoth of a company. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, they're not cra- the, 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 the traditional definition of craft brewers. They're not, are they? They, no. they don't meet that definition because effectively they, they've gone so huge that actually their 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 barrels and their production just massively supersede what would be effectively defined as a craft beer. So. There's, a, there's an interesting thing as well with um, the scale in which you brew your beer, right? So everyone I used to have had a go at Thornbridge because they thought they changed the Jaipur recipe, right? Mm. But all they'd done is just change the equipment and the size of which they made it. So they mm. went from being home brewers in a shed like most people did to within, what, six, five, six years to being a very big brewery. And the beer tasted different because it was it became a mass-produced beer just by the very yeah. size of the tanks that's been doing it. You can't keep that homebrew small-batch flavour and quality when you're brewing, what is it, 200,000 litres of it at a time on an automated system. It's just, although it's craft beer by ingredients, it's not craft beer by process. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, yeah, the scale of it's very important. And I think Brewdog's original brewery in Ellen, the, 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 the small one, now just brews punk IPA all day round, all around the clock, right? So, yeah, but yeah, someone's buying it. So this is it. This is it. Well, a lot, a lot of people. Bag, buy it. Sorry, I talked over the top of you there. What did you say? Sorry. And it's in home bargains. You can go and get it there for a. Yeah. So, yeah this is true. But that's the that's the, that's the uh, the dichotomy of craft brewing, though, isn't it? That you find these people who are wonderful, small time, like little little breweries, and. When lots of people find them, they increase production and then they, they, they switch between little and everybody loves them to big. And that's when they start getting problems. But yeah. it is a business after all. And these yeah. people, they want it to be a success. So it's treading this line between the 
with some guys we do four or five beers and we release them every three weeks and then this big big brewery who's, who have that always brewing this always brewing and it's a consistent consistent supply and that's yeah. where we find the, the difference and it's really sad because as soon as they start doing this is a consistent supply i kind of go all right who's new like because yeah. it, like yeah. cloud, cloud water for example you know they've gone little little little, little they just they churn out well i think the last time i looked on their availability they had 56 different beers how many did you want bella because when i've done that before it's normally you just kind of slack it swiping past like you're on tinder basically yeah <laughs> you're going, uh, four three percent lager four percent pale now you're all right where's the big boys like yeah. that's some calling a mosaic oh funny that <laughs> like it's just it's it's I just you become blind don't you as well oh. it just no 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 and if anything this week has taught me that i've been ringing really tiny tiny breweries and speaking to lucy and lucy knows what's coming up so because she's the head brewer but she's also the person who answers the phone so yeah. you you build these little relationships with people and they say hi hi what, what are you looking for give me two weeks and i'll get back to you with that i'll get you something of that Whereas with Cloudwater, it's like that's what you've got, that's what you get given. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That's, and that's the danger, isn't it? And and we love these small brewers, and you know, and we want them to be successful because we want these people to keep producing those beers, and we want to be able to keep buying them. But then, like you say, it sometimes it tips too far the other way, and you then don't get the quality. So the the like this beer here as well. So I don't know too much about Burnt Mill Brewery. Perhaps you guys can fill me in a little bit about it. It's not something I'm familiar with. But this one, I tell you what, it is an absolute dream. It is so smooth. You would you wouldn't dream you wouldn't dream that this is a 10%. Well, actually you would. I can feel I can feel it in the old cranium. But <laughs> you know, other than that, you wouldn't know. Yeah, I think I um I I'd had I'd only had that a couple of days before you came in to buy some beers, basically. So that was fresh in my memory when you I knew you wanted stouts. And I think I there was only three cans left. I had one and you had one of the last ones, I think. So you've timed mm. that right. And I'm a big coffee drinker. I love black coffee. So when I have a really high quality coffee beer, I'm assessing the coffee flavour, not just the beer flavour as well. And it can be very easily disappointed when you do things like that. The more you analyse, the more you'll be disappointed. But that one was one of the best coffee beers I've had in quite some time, without a doubt. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Same as yourself. I do enjoy black coffee. And yeah. this, yeah, this is, and, and, and to be honest with you, it is blacker than, than Andy's heart, who's obviously not on the podcast at high, unfortunately. But yeah, this is an absolute humdinger of a beer. So if you're getting some more in. After talk of stout, I've had to open mine, basically. So we'll... Uh, <laughs> Have you got paste there? Is that paste? That is paste. Yes, from that Beak. is paste from Beak and a Third Moon Brewing. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of the ones from Beak I've not had. I've got a couple of stouts in the fridge, so I didn't really want to bring it home. You know, when you're like, I've got lots of stouts. I feel bad that I think I may have had the last one now because that's utterly <laughs> superb. That's it's kind of it's got that slight breakfasty desserty thing that i think most people are looking for you were talking about the three hills stout so it's got that kind of sweet desserty stout but at the same time it's big rich and roasty so it's kind of it's sort of straddling those two part those two sides of the uh, coin very well um it's one of those that it's very rich but i could gulp it down quite quickly because of how tasty it is so and third moon brewing apparently from ontario uh, in canada so that's a, a bit of a transatlantic collaboration there as well so indeed That's, indeed 
that's another thing. Imperial Stouts, I would think, I would think the Americans are so much better at it than the UK breweries. And even though we're very good, I think those American imports that you can get from some places um, are utterly top class. I think they are quite a few years ahead of us um, in terms of brewing. But what they did was took what we were doing and sell it back to us, basically, which is the American <laughs> way. So Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'll off to the States next year, funnily enough, but I've made it very clear to my cousin who I'm going to go stay with imperial stouts is where he's at he like he's, he lives in texas he likes his lagers and stuff like that he likes his like real palate cleansers but yeah no no, no. We, we we want the strong stuff i made him drink the strong stuff when he was over here in february god bless him yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah i've <laughs> my... no no i just think he obviously both came over to say you've initiated in some of the drinks that adam likes and both potentially hadn't really tasted before you know I, I he he definitely had a an initiation into the uh, into the palate of adam and i think he enjoyed it don't get me wrong i think i know i think i think you know he he, he went i think he's sort of gone, gone back home and said, I'll, I'll i'll keep trying a couple of those but yeah he was more of a i suppose a, a board light guy or whatever it was or a bud light guy or you know and, and that they were the beers that you know just just sort of done run the mill stuff but I think he definitely, he's definitely had, he's improved in his, in his beer. Yeah, that's blessing. That's, that's a, a big leap though, isn't it? That's a big leap to go yeah. from like a, a kind of Lone Star Lager in a koozie on a hot day to then start chucking down room temperature, thick boozy stouts. <laughs> like, that's throwing him at the deep end and hoping they don't drown, right? Like, oh no, we wanted him to drown and bless him. He, he, he was pleased he survived. He's <laughs> <laughs> just stunning. The amount of things that I see and I just think, I want it. But it's so badly. So when Martin goes over, I said last time, "Will you like come?" Because there was a little brewery ne- ne- near uh, where he was in Philadelphia, and he just went in, and took a picture of the board of what was on, and didn't bring anything home. He was in the building. He was yeah, in he, the building. He went in. He went in just just for the photo. Hello. <laughs> right. That's really. It's, I, thank you. <laughs> was it blurry was it a slightly blurry photo from yeah. far, too far away like it's on whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, um, he did say oh well somebody's coming over from uh, America and she's really into craft brews so she's going to bring some over and I said oh I'll make a box up and she can take some back and a little exchange and now I'm like slightly worried that I'm just going to get four bud lights yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ask guy, but you don't want to say so uh, like just okay. And I'm just gonna put a smile on and say okay and then send her away with six eleven percent beers and <laughs> some tippers. Yeah, yeah. Well just on the flavor profiles, we chatted on I think it was Saturday Web Day it was that yeah, I yeah, yeah. And one of the things you mentioned was certain flavor profiles you don't want to be drinking them cold now. If I'm having, like these beers tonight, these have been sat in the fridge for 48 hours, so they are perfect for me, temperature. Yeah. You said if you're having something like Gaz, and Gaz is sort of wheelhouse kind of a beer, like a banana or a pineapple-flavoured beer, you don't, you don't want those to be ice cold, do you? No, I, it's, I've had some beers before, and the one was, um, what a couple were banana ones, where it was, if you had it, our, our beer chiller at work set to about 10 degrees, which is kind of not, um, sorry, uh, yes, it's, no, sorry, set to about 7 degrees, so it's not chilled, but again, it's not room temperature, um, and like something like banana or maybe pineapple, I have noticed when, if you have a big serving or like a big bottle, when you're on that last glass, 
you can taste the banana of the pineapple a lot more when it's warmer than you can when it comes straight out the fridge. That's not necessarily banana in every beer, but I've had lots of beers with those flavours where if it is a subtle hint, you can't pick it up when it's cold. Um, yeah. And so the first time I try that when we get one in, when we get the new ones in, I always prefer to have it at room temperature. And then I can then tell people whether or not you can have it at chilled or room temperature or not without losing any flavour. It is literally just a, a game of trying them and seeing which one performs better. Like it's, but that's all we've got to do at work outside of serving drinks is waffle <laughs> about beer so it's uh it's the devil's in the details right i would never say that's a bad thing i think we've got the world's perfect job <laughs> without yeah. a doubt absolutely it is a good yeah. job i'm not gonna lie well, i'm a little bit envious of the fact that you guys get to drink beer all day well not all day obviously let's you know let's not cast aspersions on the quality of your work <laughs> <laughs> no but the the i think um bertie uh, the my old assistant manager um came up with the, the wonderful rule when he was uh, interviewing somebody to take on for a job he says the rule is you only drink on shift if you want to um <laughs> but what, that, what that meant was it was basically, I think everybody that we have had in, if they want to try the beers while we're doing it, it makes everything better. Um, but at the same time, if we're, oh, we're not, none of us are going to be sitting there and have a pint of Imperial Stout while we're running around the three of us on a Friday when we've got 40 maniacs wanting cast beer but over each other's heads. If we've got nothing to do, we pass a beer around and we have a chat about it. And if we've, um, that normally bleeds out, that's kind of infectious to the customers as well. I always find, yeah. um, even I'm surprised that we can shift a keg of Imperial Stout in a week. And that's just because the slightly reluctant people who didn't want to buy a full serving of it when they look up at the board i just silently leave a little taster in front of them about 30 seconds after i can see them looking at it i've done it to the landlord at my local in middle east paul at the white bear he'd look up and go bourbon barrel aged coffee just out was it oh god i saw that and he could tell he wanted to try it but he didn't <laughs> want to spend 450 on a third of it so i just left this little mouthful in front of him yeah he goes what's that and I mean, it doesn't matter what it is just drink it like and then, and then and then all those people just by doing that people have had a little taste of something and they don't feel like they're taking such a risk on an expensive product they've already had something similar and it's easy for them to walk into it then yeah. well that's taken us years to do and it's it's fun to do it it's, it's really interesting getting new people into new things when you're someone who there's been a bit of a stickler. Oh, I don't like X, Y, or Z. And then they finally start ask for a taste of something. I'm like, yes, come on, we do it like this. <laughs> That's literally that moment is so worth it for going to work for. It's like having the people from camera have that I gave them all a little snippet of oh, what was it? No, was, we had a impy on, and I gave them all a little snippet each, and I put it in there, like just, little, just just something. And they only drink Casper, and they just have all the cask that's on. And by the end of it, they go, oh, it was really nice. That what was that? It was a can of that, and one of them bought a can. When they bought wow. a can and went off with a can, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember coming home and telling Martin, like, it was a really big thing. Camera bought a can, somebody from Camera bought a can. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you just, what? Who? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> <laughs> what? One, of the, one of the things you talked about last time as well was the stuff that you do on Instagram and how you do your taste testing. So just like Liam says, people don't have to feel like they're chucking 10, 11, 12 quid a can of beer so that they can actually almost feel like they taste it before they've even had it. And interestingly enough, when you talked about the different beers you had on there, so my wife watched the podcast back as well, and she said that you have an incredible way of describing things. Don't get me wrong, it's nothing that she doesn't enjoy craft beer and stuff like that, but she says you have a way of describing things. You you describe it very well, that, that you know, it's what it takes, rather than that, like now, if I was handing this to the wife's ear, have a go with this, what's your taste of? Well, it's beer and whiskey. 
Do you know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not selling it to her, but you have a certain way of putting it across that actually you, you can def, you can almost define those flavoured profiles. But you've got real talent for it. You have. And to be honest with you, serve yourself later when you described those beers earlier, you know, you have a certain way of putting it across. You can tell you guys are very, very passionate about your jobs. It comes across, it comes across and it's you know, and it and it's and it's great to see. It's an infectious thing though, being at the bar. You um you start off thinking Oh, I only like this. And then you have a little, and, and then I, what I try to do is describe like why it is I like it. So if, if there are some things that I don't like, I'll just, I'm like, I do the Emily Blunt, you had a baby. Like it is a beer. So I generally don't describe what it is. But if I do like it, I can go a little bit. What was she called? Jilly, was it Jillian? What was she called? Go on, what? Oh, the lady who does the wine. Oh, oh yes. Not Jillian McKee, not the, no. She's the poo lady. Oh, no, G- she is, isn't she? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't confuse poo and wine. <laughs> it's descriptive, uh, yeah. I would say. Uh, Golden? That's um, it. Yeah. So, because I, if I enjoy it, I want other people to enjoy it. And it's it's much like, like I enjoy cooking, because I want, I yeah. want to, I'm a feeder. And I want people to enjoy it, and I want to, I want them to have it, and it's good, like look at them while they're having it, and like have this second-hand enjoyment from them. Like, oh, you enjoying it? That's really, really good. So when it comes to doing the reviews, I tend to have to edit myself down. So what you see is like thirty seconds of it, but actually I've been talking for a good five minutes, and I've had to go. They don't need to know that, and they don't need to know that, and really yeah. condense it down. Otherwise, yeah. I would be ranting about how this actually really does sound, taste like fizzy dummies and I could have about four million of them and I think I'd be quite happy but the sugar content will keep me up all night. So, <laughs> how, how, how often do you guys get, so say how often do you get people that come into your place and request a beer maybe that you haven't had or tasted or and then they will explain to you what it is, and you go, oh, okay, well, we, we'll try and get that in, and then subsequently then you then put your Della Stroke Liam sort of bin on it, and then more people buy it. Do, do you get people that come in and ask for specific things, or are they, are they wanting your recommendations and such? Yeah, so we I have a lot of people who come in and drink sort of the guys who come in and drink the draft stuff. Um, I have lots of people who literally don't ever ask for a beer. I know that they're going to come in on a Wednesday night for three pints. I know they want a pint of pale to begin with, something stronger for the second one, maybe a half of the Imperial style. And they literally just go, yes, when they come in. And it's like I can quite happily take care of that. But that's it's just like I spend more time with some of these guys than I spend with my wife. So it's kind of like I should know what they drink. They come yeah. in three or four nights a week and we pay attention to that um in terms of the stuff that we have on the shelves normally it's what you need is a keyword this is what i learned from way chose being the wine specialist basically people tell you one or two words and it's very easy to just go x y or z will fit that um when people are always very nervous buying craft beer for people um that don't, they kind of go, oh, well, I don't know if they'll like that. And I said, do they like this beer? Tell me one beer that they really enjoy. And they go, oh, they like Hazy Jane by Brewdog. Oh, they like this. Oh, they like what? So then you can kind of, and I wish, I, I hate saying it, but all IPAs now basically taste the same. 
there's not a lot of variation in them. They're all brilliant. There's a very high quality, but they kind of all just taste the same. So basically, if, unless they tell you something that they don't want, then you can kind of just go, we know this brewery is high quality. They're pumping out some really good stuff. You can follow them. We're always going to have their beers regularly coming in. And it's more, the fandom, I think, is more about the quality than the flavour in the beer emporium. The flavour is always, the, the, the flavor's always important, but we wouldn't buy beer that wasn't of a high quality. And I think that's basically what we're trying to do when we're tasting them. Um, it's been, having done a lot of home brewing, have to be very honest with yourself about whether or not what you've done is good or not and especially if you're getting mate trying to drink it they're, they're not gonna you can tell by their face on the first sit whether something you're doing is awful or not <laughs> and they will be polite but you have you don't their words don't matter you have to watch their face when they're drinking yeah. it. and i think it's yeah. assessing those that quality for me and that's what i know Dell is very good now at picking up on so she's not saying she's going for the interesting sounding beers, but she very much knows whether or not it's a good quality beer or not, regardless of the flavour. So, and especially with in like when when people uh, when I do when I've I've tried like one or two things where I've gone oh I'll get that and got it and gone oh I like it <laughs> and then oh I like it and but that's and I want to say that's just me, but this is the good thing about being at work is that I can say. What do you think about that? And then we all kind of have a consensus. Like, I don't think I. Well, for example, most of the most of the most of the customers would say, "Yeah, it was all right." Yeah, you didn't like it, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you didn't like it, so we won't get that again. But sometimes it's worth the punt. Like Three Hills was a punt. Yeah. That was that was that was just me going. That sounds pretty good. It's quite expensive that, and usually I'm terrible at spending money. Considering that's the that's the job I've been given. I'm really bad at it. So I'll look at it and go, hmm, it's quite a lot of money that actually. Yeah. But when we got it, they were all gone straight away. I think it was within three days, 24 cans had gone. And which is, it was just ridiculous. And then every subsequent one we've got of theirs, which were the stouts, went very, very quickly. Yeah. I think we've got two Jedi Patrick in the back. And I think that they are, they're both like. And a keg in the cellar. And. <laughs> I think they're being mantled like a bird of prey would mantle a, like a carcass. Just like these are ours, these are ours, these are ours. That's not to say if somebody said they wanted it, we wouldn't sell it to them because we would because we want to share the love. But that keg in the in the cellar, that's calling to me now. So I've I've actually done a bit of cellar tidying up today and got rid of some and, and actually sequenced and organised all of the imperial stouts and there's a couple there that even I'd forgotten about. So there is because um, oh god yeah there's one a wiper and true winter palace imperial stout which has a best before date of 2019. Um, but at ten and a half percent, nothing bad's happening to it in that cell. It's just <laughs> ticking away and just just maturing brilliantly until we yep. unleash it on the public. <laughs> That's what we're calling it, maturing. Maturing. Uh, got a couple of very interesting ones on the way this week, so just keep an eye. Good, good, good stouts on the way. I think we've got something from Exhale coming and play came today. Yeah. I, I lost my mind and ordered something that now I can't remember. So those are always fun ones for me when I go, ooh, and then gone. But this is this is exactly what I was when I first started doing all the ordering. It's like I got to a point where I'm like, it doesn't matter how expensive it is if people buy it. Like yeah. as long as people are, as like I say, as long as the market, the margins on there, and people are yeah. buying it, as long as it sells at a good pace and it sells, it doesn't matter how much it costs. Um, we're we're quite fortunate to be able to put on twenty pound a pint on the Apollo beers and not have to worry about keeping them longer than a week. Basically, uh, th there was actually one one time we had 
Agamemnon by Omnipolo, which was a a 12% Imperial Stout with maple almonds. There was smoked bacon in there. It was just utterly obscene. And it was it was utterly obscene. And what we did was it was 7.50 a third, or for £2, we did a little taster, which was like just that much in a glass. Um, and there's a lady that came in who only drank pints of bitter. Right? And she was reading all the words on the board and going, almonds and smoked bacon. She's like, can I have a taste of that, please? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I gave her a little one. She then went round and told everyone in the pub how it's the best beer she's ever drank in her life. So I literally just sat there while this lady who drinks pints of bitter recommended 22 pound a pint beer to everyone in my pub. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, that's not a bad day at work, man. That is, that is, those little moments are just what I, what I remember so fondly about the beer in Portland. And like, just, that shouldn't happen. But by Christ, it did. It was like a Wednesday afternoon. And well it wasn't even like a Saturday night it was just a nice steady afternoon in the pub so it's yeah we've uh... in that place honestly it's the people yeah yeah there's been some there's been some days that I'm I've crouched on the floor laughing at like <laughs> conversation that I hear and I, I, I think I'll have a great shift oh we're gonna have a good shift yeah we're gonna do a shift fist bump and then 20 minutes later I can't breathe <laughs> somebody was saying oh you mustn't ever mix lubricants and i lost my mind and then, like, <laughs> that, little, that little snippet and it was from like a really old guy so i was thinking maybe he's talking about like bike chains or some of that no it wasn't we've got a mural on the wall which um ian our our who works with us um, our in-house artist who's, who's very very talented by the way he, he painted i told i gave him a blank wall and i went put something on that wall that's literally the remit that i gave him and he painted these 3d handles and then painted regulars that he took photos of online and then we wrote snippets of conversation down whilst he was painting it he, we wrote these one like non-sequitur one-liners that people had said around us um, and we put those in little interwoven things and one of my favourite ones was, um, yeah, the people that live on hills are really crazy, aren't they? Like, and I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't even know what the context of that was. Um, and then my favourite one was the day he'd finished the mural and it was a busy Friday night. And a lady comes in and she looks up at the mural like that. And Ian goes, and she looks at Ian and she goes, do you like it? And she goes, oh, I suppose it was better than what was on there originally. Like that. So we wrote that down and put it on the wall the moment she's gone. Like, and it's just, it's just those little things. It's like a, it's like a time capsule of just a load of great times at the beer report. It's on the wall. It's on the floor. It's soaked into the seats. It's, it's. Yeah. I think we try and make sure everyone has a good time when they come in. And more often than not, I think we send them over with a smile on the face, or at least uh, with a couple of pints in the belly, anyway. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's an easy job, man. It's an easy job. Well, I'll tell you something else. Sorry, I'll tell you something else you got on your wall. A picture of a footballer. Did you know? Did you care to share that one with Gaza? Oh, oh which, which is... football would you want to see on the wall? Which would you know? This is well, Gaza, obviously, but no, 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 no. Better than Gaza. The the, the Romford Pele. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? No, right. Hey, I, I have to explain this, right? This is one of my, oh, but oh, this is, I can't wait to tell people this made it onto the podcast. This is going to be so good. So I don't know anything about football, right? I haven't watched it since I was about 10 years old. Once I found music, I left football behind. But I remember Ray Parler's lovely curly blonde hair from my 1994 Malini sticker album. Right? <laughs> so whenever people bring up football, I bring up Ray Parler. That's just a thing that I've done for quite a few years now. So um, I'm going, well, what, 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 bring Ray Parler back. Ray Parler would sort all this mess out with United. I'm just saying, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Right? So I've said it that many times. A couple of the guys just go, as soon as I open mouth, they go, don't. 
bring up Ray Parler again. I don't want to hear him. So one day I look up onto the shelves at the Beer Emporium and there's a framed picture of Ray Parler with an autograph on it, right? And the, my first thing is one of our regulars, Chris, who's an absolutely wonderful guy, he was doing setting up the sound equipment at Premier League football games. And I genuinely thought, I'm like, oh, maybe he was at a football game and he was setting the sound up. Maybe Ray Parler was a pundit for TV or something. And then I realised, but he wouldn't have a printed off picture in his pocket to get him to sign, <laughs> would he? So Chris had just printed off a picture of Ray Parler and put a signature on it and with a little frame and put it up at the beer emporium. But even better than that, someone walks in a few days later and goes, that's not Ray Parler's signature. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like it just, I just said this guy's name a few times. It's one of my favourite stories from the beer emporium. And people keep coming up going, is that Ray Parler? Like, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a really big fan. But this is this has got me in such a state though that I'm desperate to get other ones, other obviously fake signatures as well. Yes. <laughs> well yes. Like OJ Simpson. <laughs> that that could be your thing. You you could have like just like a fake wall, but it's not a fake wall. It's a real wall, but just with fake people on it. That's oh, no, you... This is a very slippery slope because I'm already getting myself sat thinking of things to put on there. So like, my boss is very forgiving as well. Like he's a. Uh... That's oh, no, stop, just stop thinking about that, Liam. That's too, that's far too much for one night. <laughs> no, OJ, uh, Ryan Giggs. <laughs> All the greats. Yeah, me, me, yeah me, me, me getting off the plane on Epstein's Island. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a child, Prince Andrew. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing this now. Thanks for the suggestion, guys. This is a idea. This is what I'll give you a couple of hours. It's the fake wall. I love it. The fake yeah. wall. I love it. I photoshopped pictures of Pat and Richard Nixon up. Like, <laughs> 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 there is Pat. Pat is our Photoshop guy. There is lots of pictures we can't put online where he's edited my head onto the uh, the head, the bodies of different dictators. <laughs> it, it's absolutely brilliant. Like it's going to finish my career if it came out. But oh, oh my god, is it entertaining? So those was nearly made into a, a t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> it was on Red Bubble and everything. <laughs> it was so close. I'm having that as a t-shirt. If you guys need a merch line, can you let us design it, please? I reckon I could, uh, we could have some pretty solid ideas off the back of this. So. Yeah. Okay, well, that, you send us over a picture, we'll stick it on our merch site. There's a promise. Definitely. There we go. This is wonderful. This is a match made in heaven. <laughs> Especially if it involves Ray Parler. <laughs> Ray Parler, first and foremost. First and foremost. I wonder if we could actually get his signature as well. We just I actually... could get it on Cameo for about eight quid. Like, you just go <laughs> and look at... Eight quid? That's not even a challenge. <laughs> We'll have a whip round. We'll use the tips jar. Where's the, what's happened with the tips right. jar? What, what you actually need is, though, to actually make it a challenge, you need Ray Parler to come into your place and actually sign it below the fake signature. Before the fake one. That costs 28 quid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've, got to, you've got to reimburse him his train fare. <laughs> <laughs> <Winsford>. <laughs> Oh, bless Ray Parler. I'm a big Arsenal fan, just for the record, which is why I think I was one of the people who who walked into you and said, I really, 
Ray Paul's signature. <laughs> I got very excited to see it behind the bar. So if you'd like the fake Ray Parler picture, uh, yeah. you are more than entitled to it. You deserve it. Being such no. a big Arsenal fan. So. <laughs> Don't say that, Liam, because uh, he will take it. He no, will have that. No. that that's gotta, that's, I, I like going in there and seeing it up there behind the bar. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that on general principle. So one of the beers that we talked about last time, or something, was it Farmer Brewing or something like that? I forget it was. Yeah, farmyard. That was it. So CBD beers. That was something we mentioned last time. Did have you tried any since? So you had the farmyard, didn't you, Liam? Now I've had I. One. Yes. Uh, yeah. I. I was just more intrigued because um, I Elliot from Canabrew, which is the collaboration with the farmyard one. I'd had his beer before. That just seemed more of like a the beer was a, a receptacle to get CBD into your body. Basically, mm. it was more here's some beer that we've put some CBD in. When I saw the guys from Farmyard had done a 5.7% IPA with that, and it was really really nice. But there's no, there's not really a marriage of flavors from any profile of CBD. It's more literally this beer has some alcohol in it and something that will make you hopefully feel a bit more chilled if like that's how your brain works. So it's more, I think it's more just a receptacle to get CBD towards you than actually it being any type of flavor pairing. But I do know the guys in the States normally puts well i know you know you can buy cbd and thc beers but they're from breweries that are not putting any alcohol in them so mm-hmm. what they're doing is it's like obviously because of psychoactive effects they're not putting any uh, they're not putting any alcohol in it because i don't know if you've ever seen anybody in a coffee shop in amsterdam who's been drinking all day and then decides to have a little bit of a smoke at two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon it doesn't normally end well for them no. Uh, no. it's not it takes a it takes a hard constitution to get to deal with both of those things in equal measure um, and most of those guys can't manage it so (laughs) sorry say that again Della don't cross the streams no, very <laughs> yeah, much so. Yeah, yeah, very oh, cross Barbados, they call that apparently in America. <laughs> that's the uh, cross faded, which is uh, yeah, cross Barbados. That's yeah, don't don't cross the streams. Yeah, well, I've tried since after we spoke on the last uh, episode that we did. I tried a, 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 a CBD mojito on the episode the following time. I did absolutely nothing for me. It was just full of sugar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna say it wasn't relaxing. I was fairly relaxed to begin with, so I don't, I don't necessarily think it had any effect on me whatsoever. I do remember though when I was in Amsterdam, they do do a cannabis beer over there, yeah. which I think has got THC in it. I don't know because I couldn't drink it. It was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's one of the worst beers I've ever tasted. I think you'll be you'll find it'll be um, a lot of it'll be novelty stuff. It's more kind of they've got some CBD and they see they think there's a gap in the market where people will walk yeah. past it on a shelf and go, oh, I'll try one of those. Um, and ultimately, I think the the whole putting CBD into beer, I think it's I think it's more just trying to find a gap in the market. It's kind yeah. of I think people who are just going to be drinking craft beer, if they're taking CBD, they don't need the two together. So I yeah. think it's more trying to find someone who wants to try them both, but doesn't really not that interested in either. I think <laughs> is the problem there. Um, wash a dryer. Yeah, yeah, doesn't <laughs> do either well, but you put put it all in one package. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. I, 
I do think the interesting thing in the States at the moment, so I always find basically all the guys with the best beer are the guys that have been longstanding the best beer hubs in the States and normally the guys that have legalised cannabis. Um, and what I think is happening with um, the terms of extracting flavour from the hops, they're taking ideas from the guys that are extracting flavour from the cannabis and vice versa. Um, I do, we had a beer from Salt which was called a high density hop charge IPA, which was a certain way of um, high pressure extracting flavor from hops and that's basically the same way you you make cannabis extract so it's kind of i think they're always looking just over into the state and going oh see what they're doing can we can we do that i think it work, literally works hand in hand it's the same type of brain of people that want to sort of try and improve both things with the mechanical process basically so that's reminded me of uh, that brewery that will, will remain anonymous that i went to go and see oh yes <laughs> <laughs> Story, tell a story, Della. Yeah, I think Pulls we need up. that story. <laughs> Pulls up. Mikhail, uh, kids in the back of the car. You say it, all right. And I went in, there was two, well, no, there was one guy, and he was holding an orange, just looking at it like that. He was <laughs> slightly, you all right, mate? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to open it for you? He <laughs> 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 To explain where I was from, and I was looking for some beers. I opened it and I gave it back to him, and he was like, Oh, orange. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes were like that, right? He goes, Oh, come with me then, I'll get you someone you can take it back. Because the place was like a mess, they were in the middle of a, a brew, and they had like pulp everywhere. Right, like, come on, come around with me, and I'll show you. And he's like, ah. And he wanders through, and then where the stock was, there was a guy asleep on top of the stock. I <laughs> obviously <laughs> stoned as well, and he gets up and he's like, "Aye, oh, yeah." <laughs> and then they go, "Are you staying?" I was like, "I don't know you from." from <laughs> I've got a sleep. I've got a sleeping bag on top of that pallet. If you want that, like, <laughs> you want to stay in? No, are you staying? No, I'm not staying. <laughs> in the car. What do you mean? I must stay. I thought she, maybe she can stay and open all the oranges for. I'm getting in the car thinking that was the most weird. That was the weirdest interaction I've ever had with any people. But whenever I see any of their Instagram posts or anything that po comes up, I always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely stoned all the time. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> different. And you think, how could they? There must be one guy there who did, who does come in and goes, right, guys, you want to go sit in the corner and I'll actually do the brewing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> have the money to, to set up the brewery, and they they just stay over there, <laughs> a shiny coin or something. <laughs> and I'll be. <laughs> on the flip side of that, um, I've been in, so I've, I'm lucky, I say you mentioned you got a mate in the States before. My friend Lindsay's from California originally, but she's currently living in Nashville. So when I've been lucky enough to spend quite a bit of time over there, and she like used to like, when we used to go on these big driving trips for a couple of weeks, she, we were in Colorado, and she tried to surprise me with where we were going for the day. But then I kind of realized what breweries were in what parts of Colorado. So I kind of normally cut her off on it. And we turned up to Oscar Blues Brewery in Colorado, which at the time was one one of my favorite American breweries um, and we turned up half an hour before they opened we turned up at 11 30 and they were doing beer yoga 
the so the staff and the customers so there are these yoga mats laid out and they all have a, like a, a glass at the end of it and they do these long stretches and then they go and then they pause for a beer so then they'd have a drink so we were waiting for them to finish and we were waiting outside so they packed up and they all did the namaste and they all gave each other a hug so then we came outside and they all lit up joints right so and it was kind of this point my staff goes what's up with you and i'm like can we move here please can we please <laughs> can we please stay here forever because they call it the most beautiful place on earth at the time i thought they had the best beer in america and they just legalized kind of i'm like right so we we should probably be staying here forever then and it was it was just one of those moments where the guy i was just i couldn't stop enthusing about how wonderful this place was that these guys got to work and live in all the time and i realized this when you're in when you're British and enthusiastic about stuff, people give you free things when you're in America. They just, they just keep giving you stuff. That whenever you spend $3, they'll give you another $3. I just realized if you just complimentary towards people when you're in their establishment, it gets you a very long way. I think that's quite a good way of going about it, but they always look after you when you're doing things like that. So, so yeah, but those guys were quite engaged and enamored by their work day after that. They weren't sort of asleep asking you to peel an orange for them. So I think that they were a little bit more used to it than we are at that point so absolutely yeah absolutely and that sounds like a place i wouldn't mind to visit either i'm not gonna lie I'll check Colorado. <laughs> yeah so we always wrap things up round about the hour mark here so that's we're a pinch over there but if you guys would like to say your goodbyes to us and leave us with any final message that you have or you you're more than welcome to do so Right, so the, the one thing that I've made my notes, I've got notes and everything just in case. Um, the I wanted you to, uh, I wanted you to continue on your quest for Pliny the Elder. Um, because oh, yes. and, and I hopefully one day, I'd like, so I have tried this beer before, right? Have you? And I, yeah, I um, my mate Lindsay from the States and my best mate from Middlewich, uh, they when he went over to see her, they wandered into a brewery in San Francisco um, and uh, like a brewery tap um, and what said, I don't suppose you know anything about Pliny the Elder, do you? And the guy smiled and went, we got a delivery yesterday, mate. He goes, he says, uh, it's not going on sale until tomorrow. And he goes, oh, well, I'm only here for the day. I'll literally miss it. So this guy basically illegally sorted him out two bottles of Pliny the Elder, which at the time were only three days old. So oh, by the wow. time he'd finished his trip, we were going, he could literally, he dropped his bag off at his mum's house and he came straight, like, he came straight round to my house. We chilled it, watched the film and he fell asleep during and I had the very difficult decision of going, I could finish these off and just pretend it never turned up. But <laughs> I, I beg you to continue your search of Pliny the Elder because it is, I, I know it's got that cool status, but it really is that good. It's, it's one of the, it's not the most over the top in flavour. It's just this most perfectly balanced sort of West Coast juicy, piney ipa that's my favorite type of beer so in my attempts when i go to the states next and i know you're going soon we will get you a bottle of that i promise because oh, I, you man. said the other week i will absolutely do my best to get you sort of a little at least a little taste of that maybe we could share one on the podcast one day that would be a good idea that's that that's a no-brainer <laughs> for me that is yeah we will definitely do that i'll write it on a piece of paper for martin maybe he'll take a picture of it for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look forward to that. But yeah, thanks for having us on, guys. Um, I really enjoyed the podcast. When I first found out about it, I watched a couple and I really enjoyed the one that Della was on, and I've told a lot of people about it since. So thanks for having us both on. I very much enjoyed it. Um and yeah, you're on to something good there. This is a really nice, chilled, easy chat. Um and I like it's non-formal and you guys just get together and talk about what you're interested in. So I think I hope to think me and Della fit in quite well with that. So oh, 100 percent Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We talk a lot of rubbish, is, is what we do, really. 
<laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> Does that, you obviously listen to a lot of us. <laughs> I think what I'd like to say is just um, thanks to Liam for giving me a, a job where I get to talk about beer and I get to be enthusiastic about stuff. You're very good at it, Della. You're very good at it. We love having you there, and it's it's a it's a great crowd. We've got great staff, um, and you're a very important part of that. So thank you well, very much. I say it, I say it too many times, and maybe I shouldn't because you're gonna like give me a pay cut. But I come to work for a break. Like I come to work, and it's it is I can I can just let it go. Whatever thinking about, and go. What can I get you? And then it, for the next six hours, it's 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 such a breeze. It's a really nice place. The just the Agreed. customer wonderful aren't, aren't they the customers are wonderful no they are it's great yeah it's we go i know we know who's coming in on a monday night we know who's going to be there at four o'clock on a friday it's it's so it's so reliable and comfortable um and yeah it's 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 dead easy it's and so i say good staff and good people we haven't got much yeah. to worry about have we it's a good job i like it and thanks for having us on again uh, oh no been an absolute pleasure yeah we really enjoyed it i mean i didn't i didn't finish that 10 percenter, but like i say it's a I do have the kids upstairs. It is half term, so probably probably a good thing. Well, that's it. So I'm halfway. I'm halfway down the second ten percent because my kids are upstairs and I just want to sleep through it. And if they wake up, well, I'll tell them. <laughs> now mine will wake me up. They like to get really close to my face and just like look at me until I wake up. So. <laughs> yeah, like, they're proper needy, aren't the kids? Oh, oh what's going on with them? Yeah. One day, one day, one day they'll figure it out. One day they'll, they'll they'll figure out the old adulthood thing and they'll leave you to it and they'll bring you delightful beer, Della. So. Yeah, but it's like every other day they want feeding. It's just. So what is it? They've been very quiet though. They've been very quiet. They're a bit sleepy. Are they a bit? Are they, are they, they're not moving around much. <laughs> Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my biggest challenge on a Tuesday night in terms of podcast is getting them to bed so I can start oh. this. Oh, one of mine's drugged, so it's fine. Not just for the podcast, might we add? No. Like in, in general, not just for the Tuesday night spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll bring you some round. Just uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'll pop it in my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Oh, it, 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 it's been a hoot. Lo, loved this episode. Really enjoyed the, the, the last one that Della was on. Great to listen to Della again, Liam. It, it's been been an absolute pleasure having you both on again. Can't wait for the next time. You know what? We we we're always up for people coming coming back on. You know, chatting about experiences and just. And it's pretty clear to me that you both, you're absolutely passionate about what you do. And it's great to hear when you're passionate about something and you get to then work at the same place or do the same thing that you're really passionate about. So, you know, it's great to hear stories. Obviously, wishing you all the best going from friend to friend. Can't wait for the next time. Absolutely loved it. Both beers have gone. They always do, but both beers have gone. Can't wait till myself and Adam can perhaps join up and hook up and come in and have a couple of beers and share a couple of beers with you guys on site and stuff that that'd be that'd be pretty cool 
Um, yeah, definitely, guys. That'd be really good. And um, I'll tell you what, if you could make it, if you can make that happen on like a midweek night, right? If you can sort of maybe just do a couple of out like where we can all sit down and actually have a chat because it gets it gets it does get mad busy on a weekend. But if you can come yeah. in on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night for a couple of hours, sort of seven onwards, we all obviously do the podcast. And maybe we could do the podcast in the beer emporium one night. Well, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I, 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 my mind is whirring already. And, and maybe, and one, yeah. One of one of the things that that that, that me and Adam said and Andy, to be fair. What what we said we, we'd love to do is is to go to do a few more outside broadcasts, a few more outside podcasts, and obviously the dreaded of the COVID hit and stuff, and we haven't been able to plan. Well, we planned loads, but then we weren't able to actually do half the things that we wanted to. So that that definitely sounds like something that, that we can do. And we'll, we'll we'll rock up, and and that's the whole premise of Tallboy Radio. And I don't know whether I said it last time Mandela was on. You know, the premise is there's two or three lads, and we're sitting in a pub. And we drop a microphone into the middle of the table. What are we going to talk about? And yeah. that's the podcast. We just, a couple of lads, a couple of mates, just sit around the table, that's it half the time. Hopefully people enjoy what they listen to. And it can range anything from beer to politics to sport to whatever it may be. You know what? We're just going to have a couple of beers. We're just going to do the fat, throw a microphone down and, and away you go. So that that absolutely sounds like something that we could do, Ad. We will definitely make that happen, guys. I'm, I'm like, we'll, we'll have a, me and Della will have a chat about that and we'll figure out the best way we can make that happen because that would be really good. I'd really enjoy that. You'll get a little yeah. bit of a vibe on the, on, a, on a midweek night when it's everyone stood around the bar chatting. It's it's such a vibe. So and I think a, a podcast happening in the middle of that would be a really good way to go about that, it. That definitely sounds like definitely. a plan. That's definitely. a good though that could go anywhere oh yeah it doesn't mean you have to put it on youtube but it's definitely worth recording like... oh no 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 it'll go on youtube regardless yeah it'll go on YouTube and, regardless. and you know what if you've got a couple of guests in there and they want to come and have a quick 30 30 30 seconds of fame or you we'll know make sure just... Dave the fish is on holiday that's all i'm gonna say Dave the fish. <laughs> oh no i'm gonna have to tell him he's i've mentioned him on it now and he's gonna yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should, maybe we forget the shit on a stick and maybe just call it Dave the Fish and that's that. <laughs> that's a lovely full circle callback. Well done. Oh, he does. Yeah, that's why he's here, bless him. That's why we booked him. Good old Gaza. <laughs> so, and that is something we will do. That will be great. We've always said we'd like to do an outside broadcast from a bar. So there we go. We're taking it. We'll just turn up randomly one night with all our microphones and stuff, regardless, <laughs> uninvited. Whenever you want, you can definitely do that. No, definitely, definitely. But well, I do need to give a quick shout out to our sponsors who are Ollie's. So if you like your olives, your nuts, your pretzels, or your chocolate covered pretzels, head to ollies olliescom Use the promo code TALLBOYRADIO, or one word, all capitals, if you're in the UK only, and you will get 20% off your order. And with every order placed on their website, they donate a school meal to a child in need with the help of One Feast 2. So, again... Great episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed being here. We've enjoyed having you here and we look forward to the next time that you guys are on. So thank you very much. Take care. Thank you very much, guys.